يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات والله بما تعملون خبير الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Before we start our lesson, we continue our lesson, inshallah ta'ala. There's a few introductory points I need to make um, about this lesson. First one is that um, this lesson is a continuation of a lesson that we were doing, or two lessons to be honest that we've done. One in North London, Masjid al-Sunnah. So some of the brothers from here can see, they came to that lesson, Masjid al-Sunnah. And another one was in Dar al-Salam. In, the, in those two lessons, for the past few years we were doing, we're going through the Kitab Matan Abi Shuja' or known as Matan Al-Ghayati wa taqrib by Abu Shuja'in Al-Asfahani Rahimahullah Ta'ala uh, This book is in Fiqh Al-Shafi'i Now in both lessons in Dar al-Salam in West London and in North London as well we, bought, we finished the Ibadat So we're continuing the ibad, from the Ibadat to the Mu'amalat So therefore a few new faces that I can see There's not many new faces uh, that we, I can see but a few new faces that I can see The reason uh, you, you, you've missed a lot of the book Which is not really a big problem But uh, that's the reason why we uh, are trying to keep the numbers low Especially for this lesson Because of the fact that uh, most people haven't started from the beginning So therefore you're not going to understand You might you might understand But uh, it will be a bit harder for you to follow on uh, for this lesson Because we already started the book But um, do I say that a person who hasn't studied this or hasn't come or hasn't done with us Kitab al Matnim Shija' with us before, do I say he can't attend? No, you can attend because there's still benefits. Number one, you're going to benefit from the issues that you're going to go through, um, and number two also is something that I was discussing with one of one of my one of the brothers about whether I should teach this part or not. And it, it is good for people to know these issues because it shows how Islam is perfect. Because Islam discusses all of these issues, so at least you're going to benefit that. And if if not, you're only if not going to benefit um, the masail, the issues with regards to buying and selling and, and nikah and marriage and all that stuff. If you're not going to benefit just from that, then at least you benefit from the fact that you see the mahasin of Islam, how good or how perfect Islam is, right? So there is still a benefit from attending uh, these classes, um, even if you didn't attend before. As for Saturday. Sat, I mean Sunday, Sunday. Then this Kitab al-Tawheed, which we're going to start, inshallah ta'ala, 5 o'clock every Sunday uh, from the beginning. Uh, we've done Kitab al-Tawheed before within the Brothers of the Sunnah. But uh, we're going to do it again, inshallah ta'ala, because of the benefit of that book. And it's a, it's a book that's needed by everyone. So we're going to do it again. Um, that's the first thing. So the second thing, of course, is that uh, this masjid, Masjid al-Imam al-Nawi, hasn't been officially opened as a masjid yet. It's just, uh, and it's still been renovated. Alhamdulillah, they've been going on for uh, more than 10 years. Uh, it was a madrasa for, for children and learning Quran and things like that. Um, and now, the, after after a year of renovation, they're going to open very soon, as you guys can see. But not everything is done yet. So even the microphone, we need to, we're going to fix that, inshallah. A lot of things, we're going to fix a lot of things, don't worry. But the masjid is not open yet. So the salat is not open. It's not here for salat. The five daily prayers are not prayed here. It's not open yet. It will be announced, inshallah, soon. But it's not yet open. As for our lessons, then inshallah ta'ala, when we get here, we'll pray the salah that's there. So today, for example, we prayed Maghrib, and after the lesson, we're going to pray Isha'a 8.30, inshallah. 
right? So that will be how the the lesson is going to go, inshallah ta'ala. Um, recordings are available for the previous, what we've done previously in this book. But other than that, then um, we're going to be carrying it on the Kitab Al-Mu'amalat from Matan Al-Ghayati wa Taqreeb. And it might go over uh, some people's heads, especially the people who haven't been attending before. But, um, inshallah ta'ala, you'll still be able to benefit. And, wa billahi at-tawfiq. Is there anything else I've left out? Sure. So we're gonna go straight into it. So the brothers who already attend, you guys know how we, how we do this lesson. Um Masail and points and then questions. If there's anything that I haven't explained properly, then you can stop me. And uh as for questions outside of the lesson, then maybe after after that, inshallah. As for sisters, then they can write the questions down and they can pass it through ta'ala. So he says كتاب البيوع وغيرها من المعاملات. Then he says البيوع ثلاثة أشياء بيع عين مشاهدة فجائز وبيع شيء موصوف في الذمة فجائز وبيع عين غائبة لم تشاهد فلا يجوز. البيوع. What does البيوع mean? So this is the second part of the four parts of fiqh. Everyone remember at the beginning of the fiqh classes we said that fiqh is split up into how many parts? The the teachings of fiqh. How many parts are they split up into? Where's Abdullah? Abdurrahman? Abdullah? Two. Are you sure? Daniel? Four. Four. What are they? Worship. Ibadat. Number one. So the first part of fiqh is ibadat. Worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in it, what do we take? Before that? Tahara. Salah. Hajj. Okay. Before that? Five fields of Islam, basically. Yeah, zakah. Siyam and Hajj, yeah. right? So we t- we've taken that throughout that time. The second part of fiqh is, the, out of the four, is al-mu'amalat. Al-mu'amalat, what it covers is, and it's right down, mu'amalat, this part of the fiqh that we're going to be studying, it covers the transactions between human beings. And the reason why we, the, the scholars of fiqh, they started fiqh of with ibadat, with acts of worship, is because it is, what is the connection between you and Allah? And that it should be put first. The connection between a slave and his creator. So because of that, you learn about al-tahara, you learn about al-salah, al-zakah, al-siyam, and hajj. That's the, that's the ibadah, the worship that you do between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why the ulama fiqh, they put it first. As for uh, al-mu'amalat, then it's to do with the transactions between the human beings. In it, there is buying and selling. In it, there is, I'm not going to mention every, all of them, but there are things like buying and selling. There are uh, business uh, investments, for example. We're going to learn about that. Al-ijara, renting. We're going to learn about um, a lot of transactions that there are that we will learn about, inshallah ta'ala. And through it, subhanallah, you would see the mahasin of al-Islam. How Islam, it covers everything. Allah says in the Quran, ما فرطنا في الكتاب من شيء. We haven't left out anything in this book, right? So, um, because of that, uh, so that's, that's the second part of, of fiqh. The third part was, nikah, marriage laws pertaining to the family. So in it, you would deal with nikah, uh, the conditions of nikah, we deal with divorce, we deal with nafaqat, with who has to spend what on who, things like that. All of these are dealt with in, and, and as well, inheritance. That's, in dealt in the, that's dealt with in the 
third part of al-fiqh. As for the fourth part of fiqh, then it is dealing with al-jinayat, criminal laws. So in it we, 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 we learn about the laws, yani what are the punishments for certain actions, certain crimes. We learn about al-bayinat, al-shahadat, um, witnesses and testimony and proofs in a court. What's a proof in a, in a, in a, in a criminal court? Islam deals with, deals with all of that, right? So here we're going to be discussing al-buyur, the t- transactions between the human beings. And it's important for everyone to know. Why is it important for everyone to know? Every day a person is dealing with buyur, with mu'amalat, sorry, not buyur, but mu'amalat. You're dealing with other human beings. Whether it be a masjid, what are you allowed to do in a masjid? What is the hukum of a masjid? And what's the difference between a place that's a masjid and a place that's not a masjid? For example, يعني الوقف, for example, masajid, they all waqf. And that means endowment. That shows that you're not allowed to buy and sell a masjid. You're not allowed to buy and sell a masjid. Therefore, you're not allowed to buy and sell inside the masjid. What's the ruling on plugging your iPhone in and charging it whilst in a masjid? Are you allowed or not? These kind of things, you deal with it in every single day, in everyday life. Therefore, learning these things are the most important thing. It's one of the most important things that a person can do. Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, used to prevent anyone from entering to the marketplace before learning how to buy and sell. Because he might sell something haram that he's not allowed to sell in the first place. He might sell something that's halal, but he might sell it in a wrong way. He might sell something that he doesn't even know. He might sell something and in it there's riba, and he doesn't even know about riba. You understand? So here, we find out about riba and all of these all of these things. Um, I know there's a lot of places that are there, that, you know, they might be lost, but we did write on the poster continuation from Mu'amalat, right? I did write that, right? Did I? It was right. Alhamdulillah. So please, yeah, sorry about that if you guys are going to be. But Alhamdulillah, at least you're going to benefit. And inshallah ta'ala, you won't lose out on your intention. Inshallah ta'ala. Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu bihi ilma, sahalallahu lahu bihi tariqan ila jannah. Whoever takes a path to knowledge, Allah will make a path easy for him to jannah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward everyone. Tayyib, buyur, al-bayyah. What is buyur? Buyur is the plural of the word? Bayyah. Is the plural of the word? Bayyah. Write it down. Plural of the word, bay'ah. What is bay'ah? Bay'ah is, in the Arabic language, it is i'ta'u shay'in, muqabalata shay'in. It is to give something in a transaction for something else. That's in the Arabic language. A bay'ah is to give anything. It doesn't necessarily mean, in the Arabic language, huh? It doesn't necessarily mean to give money for money. It doesn't necessarily mean to give anything for anything else. Right? Uh, sorry, uh, money for money necessarily. It could be anything for anything. That's in the Arabic language. But when we when it talks about when we talk about it in fiqh, then we're talking about muqabalatu malin bimalin qabilayni listasarruf biijabin wa qabulin ala alwajh almaduni fihi. We're gonna have to decipher this this definition. طيب. So he says in the Sharia, or what would be better to say is filistilah according to the fuqaha, according to the scholars of fiqh, they say that albayr uh, uh, is a, a transaction of wealth. For wealth. A transaction for wealth. For wealth. Write that down. A transaction of wealth. For wealth. We have to look at this definition so far. Wealth for wealth. That What does, what does that bring out? What does that exclude? And I say a transaction for wealth for wealth. Anything that's not wealth. For example. Actions. Or anything like that. Anything that's not wealth. Right? So... That what comes out of that 
is something that Sharia hasn't considered well. For example, al-najasat, impurities. The Sharia doesn't consider alcohol to be wealth. The Sharia doesn't consider illegal drugs or haram drugs to be wealth. It doesn't consider it to be wealth. Yani it's not a sahih, it's not a, a, a transaction which is, which is sahih, which is correct. Okay, alcohol is not considered to be wealth in the Sharia. A pig is not considered to be wealth in the Sharia. A dog is not considered to be wealth in the, in the Sharia. طيب. So anything that is considered to be wealth according to the Sharia. قَابِلَيْنِ لِلْتَصَرُّفِ That they accept التصرف. You're able to exchange it. Something you're able to exchange. For example, what what is something that you're not allowed to able to, what is something you are able to exchange? Money. Anything. Phone. Your phone, you're allowed to your book. You're allowed to you're allowed to exchange your book. What are you not allowed to exchange? You're what are you not allowed to sell? No, but that's wealth. Something that's wealth they're not allowed to sell. Something that you don't own? You said masjid? Oh, inshallah. Mosque. A masjid. You're not allowed to sell a masjid. It's the property of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's waqf. So you're not allowed to sell it. Right? Or, what, 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 what did the Quran say? Something you don't own. Anything you don't own is not something that you can, you can actually, or, or for example, a business investment that the profits have been, uh, the profits have, have come. For example, we meet me, I put 10,000 pounds, someone put 10,000 pounds, we made 40,000 pounds. We agreed 50-50%, right? 50-50. That wealth is in the bank altogether. It's not mine yet. I don't have it and my friend doesn't have it. It's in the bank. We're going to split it tomorrow. In that case, it's not qabil tasarruf. Therefore, it's not considered to be wealth. Therefore, what, what ruling do we get from that? What ruling do we get from that? If I say that's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, you're not able to transact, use transaction with it. Yani you don't own it. You don't have it yet. You don't own it. Therefore, you don't have to pay zakah. You're allowed to use it for your own personal gains. You say it's my money. No, it's not your money yet. It has to be in your hand for it's in your money. That's what we mean by tasarruf. Okay? قابلين للتصرف بإيجاب وقبول على الوجه المأذون فيه بإيجاب وقبول with a إيجاب وقبول write down Arabic it's important to write down Arabic الإيجاب والقبول والإيجاب والقبول what it means is a offering of the item and acceptance of the item for example الإيجاب والقبول what it means is I An, an example of, by the way, guys, there's no network down here. So if your parents are calling, you're not gonna get no network. Most most people. So if your parents are calling, you're trying, there's a there's a brother. There's a brother trying to come in. I don't know if, if he's lost, but there's a brother trying to come in. If you want to get him in, he's probably wearing a thong. He doesn't know where the mystery is. طيب. But yeah. طيب. Um. What was I saying? إيجاب القبول. الإيجاب القبول. Is to accept, to give, or to the the, the 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 word that you use to offer and to accept, to offer and to accept. Yani, for example, I, when you go to the shop, what do you do? You get the you get the item, you put it on the counter, and then you take the money, you give the money, or if you yeah, you give the money, right? Putting the item there, that's the person's item, right? By him offering it and putting it outside in the shop. That's called ijab. He's offered it. By you taking it and giving the money, that's called qabul, acceptance. Okay? So, a bay'ah, buying and selling, it must have these uh, these two, which is ijab and qabul. There must be an element of giving. Someone must give. And someone must 
accept. Someone must accept it. Um, and we're going to come to it about the ijab al-qabul uh, soon, inshallah. And then it says, عَلَى الْوَجْهِ الْمَأْذُونِ فِيهِ In a way that is permitted. In a way that is permissible. As opposed to in a way that is not permissible. For example, al-riba. يعني if, I, if, I do, if someone does riba, someone does riba, he gives you money. Or he gives you, sorry, we're going we're gonna to come to it, two bags of dates. Or two kilograms of dates. And I give him one kilogram of dates. That's wealth, right? It's my wealth and it's his wealth, right? We have ijab al-qabul, right? But it's riba. Therefore, it's not allowed. So it's done in a wrong way. Therefore, it's not considered to be bayah. Is that clear? Do you guys understand that? Huh? So how long is that Arabic for? It's in a way that's permissible. Al-ma'dhuni fihi. Al-ma'dhuni fihi. Is that clear? So that is the definition of al-bayah, buying and selling in the sharia. And we're going to come to the conditions and all of that stuff, inshallah ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَىٰ Allah has made bay' halal and he's made riba haram. That shows that the asl, the foundational ruling with regards to buying and selling, yani transactions, all transactions, the foundational ruling, the original ruling is that it is huh? halal, allowed, as opposed to ibadah. If someone does an act of worship, what's the original ruling of the act of worship? Haram, until... Until proven to be allowed, right? Otherwise, it's going to be considered to be what? A bid'ah, an innovation, right? For example, someone says, I am going to go to the masjid and pray five raka'ah of luhur. You say to him, he say, you say to him, I ask him why. He says, because one extra raka'ah is good. It's extra raka'ah, what's the problem with that? Right? And then you say to him, and he says to me, give me the evidence that I'm not allowed to do it. What do we say to him? You have to bring the evidence that you are allowed to do it. Do you understand that? So any act of worship, you have to bring the evidence before you do it. Any act of worship. طيب, as for muamalat, buying and selling. Someone makes a transaction. You say to him, it's haram to make that transaction. You say, and you ask him, what's the evidence that you're allowed to do that transaction? What do you say? What does he have to say? You have to provide the evidence that it's haram. You said it's haram. Right? So it says, وَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْعَ وَحَرَّمَ الْرِبَعَ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made al-bay' uh, halal and he made riba haram. Tayyib. Arkan al-bay' the pillars of buying and selling. Write it down. The pillars of the transaction. There are three pillars of transactions. There are three pillars of any transaction. Tayyib. Number one. The first pillar of any transaction is al-bay' the buyer. The buyer. Number two is the seller. Number two is the seller. And number three is the I've made it four by accident, like in leathers. Number three is the product being sold, or being bought and sold. And number four is الصيغة, the sigha, which is the method in which the exchange happens. The method by which the exchange happens. يعني what we said earlier, الإجابة القبول. الصيغة is the method through which the exchange happens. 
And we said earlier it is Al-Ijab Wal-Qabul طيب. Let's uh, talk about all of these things Number one The buyer and seller There are conditions for a person to be a buyer and seller Not everyone's allowed to buy and sell something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't allow everyone to buy and sell something. Why? Because there's certain people in this world, they, do not have, they don't know how to use wealth. They don't have to use money. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives conditions. So they are, the buyer and the seller, they must be, number one, aqil. Must be, يعني, have an intellect. صح? Have an intellect. Number two is, he must be, Rashid. Rashid. What does Rashid mean? Rashid, it means that a person, he has the ability to buy and sell in a correct way. We're going to explain that. I have to explain that one. Um, the opposite of a, of, of a Rashid is someone who's called Safi. Someone who's called Safi. Allah says in the Quran, وَلَا تُؤْتُوا السُّفَهَاءَ أَمْوَالَكُمُ الَّتِي جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ قِيَامًا Right? Don't give the sufaha your wealth because they don't know how to use the wealth. Who's the safi? A safi in the sharia, according to the shafi'i madhab, the shafi'i they say a person who uses his wealth for haram. So he goes out, he gives him money, he gets money, and he just buys haram things. Alcohol, for example, he buys things that are haram. That person, he's not, he's not able to buy and sell. He's not able to buy and sell. So he's considered to be a safi. Therefore, you have to be a rashid. Yani you do not use your wealth for haram. You do not use your wealth for haram. Right? Another, just for just from Babil Fa'id as a benefit, the Hanabila, they say that the, the rashid, the safi, is the one who is not able to look after his wealth. Yani he gets, as you can say, he gets bumped everywhere he goes. And he goes to the shop, he doesn't know how much to buy things for. He just, you know, he gets bumped wherever he is. You understand? And he gets ripped off, as they say. That person, the Hanabila, they say, they, they make it a bit wider. But, the Shafi'i they say the person who uses haram. He uses his wealth for haram. That person, he is not allowed to buy and sell. According to, and obviously, this only happens by the ruling of the judge. Yani a judge comes and he says this person, he's stamped, he's not allowed to buy and sell in the market. So if he goes to the marketplace and he makes a, he makes a transaction, that person is not allowed to buy and sell to him. Huh? What did you do if he can't buy? Yeah, so his wali has to buy it for him. His wali. So that's why, uh, there's wilaya, wilaya mal there's wilaya in wealth. In, in, in wealth. We're going to learn about wilaya in nikah, right? Everyone knows about that one. But there's also wilaya in uh, wealth. And there's also wilaya in al-hadana, in custody of children. We're going to go through all of that in, in al-mu'amalat, right? Inshallah ta'ala. So this is uh, the, the, the safi. Al-aqil al-rashid. Tayyib, al-balig. He has to be. The next condition is. So you guys understand what rashid is, right? He doesn't understand what rashid is. He has to be a rashid. The opposite of a rashid is safi. So what's a Rashid? Someone who is able to use wealth in a correct way. Huh? Oh, Rashid is the one who uses it for haram. No, Safi is the one who uses it for haram. That's, he, that's the one who's not allowed to buy and sell. The one who is allowed to buy and sell is Rashid. Rashid. Yani the one who's able to use his wealth in a, in a correct way. And what, do, what do you mean by that? He doesn't use it in a haram way. Okay? And if it's done by the judge, the, the hukum hakim the ruling of the of the ruler. Tayyib. Um, naam. Then he, uh, he has to be balig at the age of puberty. It's the next one, right? Age of puberty. Al-balig. 
What do we mean by that? The person who's before the age of puberty, his buying and selling generally is not acceptable. His buying and selling is not acceptable. Not everyone's going to ask, what about sending my kid to the shop and buying something? That's allowed. Why? Because that is something that is uh, minor. Something that's minor. But for example, a kid, a child before the age of puberty, he doesn't know what he's doing. You give him a house to sell. He sells a house. What's he going to do? He's never not going to sell it. He's going to say, I want £5 million for a £200 house because he thinks he's going to get money. Or he's going to sell it for, you know, ten pound something like that. You don't know what he's going to do, صح? So the child below the age of puberty is not allowed to buy and sell, except for the small things that are considered to be small. Now, uh, صلاة. You know those kids who sell sweets in school. That's a good one. يعني buying and selling those minor things are allowed. Buying and selling those minor things are, are okay. طيب is that clear? طيب that is. The next condition for the buying, the buyers and sellers is that they must be people who are buying and selling out of their own choice. Yani you can't force someone to buy and sell something. You can't force him. Say, give me that money, I'm going to give you this. Right? Except for in one condition, which we're going to learn, in one situation, sorry, which is the muflis, the one who is bankrupt. The person who's bankrupt, he's forced to sell his items. Because he owns people money, therefore the judge comes and forces him to sell his item, and that's an exception. That's an exception. That's an exception. Other than that, then it is um, it is uh, not allowed to force someone to to, to sell something. Is that clear? طيب. Um, نعم. طيب. Those are. The al the the people who are buying and selling mutabayyan. As for the uh, before the sirah, we're going to the actual item, the actual item. Uh, so we said the conditions are what buy and sell, which is one. The product being sold and the method of it being sold. طيب, the product, the product. There's conditions for the product. Number one. So the author, he mentions it here. He says, he says it after actually. But we're going to go for it inshallah ta'ala uh, soon. Huh? Now? Uh, is there four or three? Baalig, Al-Mukhtar. He has a choice. Big given a choice. Just those four. Just those. Um, na'am. Na'am, those, those four. But now we're going to go into some things that are um, no. I'm going to go into some other things Which are con- connected Connected, similar to it طيب, uh, The actual item that's being sold Number one It must be mamluk. It must be owned You can't sell what you don't own If a person doesn't own something You can't sell it What comes under that? People that go on eBay And they don't own it And they say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you this thing This item Or he goes to someone He sees, he sees something over there he sees this phone Okay, you see this phone. Talha says to Yunus, I'm going to sell you this phone. Yunus says, okay, how much? It's 100 pounds. Yunus gives him 100 pounds. He comes to me and he says, I'll buy this phone of you 50 pounds. Huh? And he says, buys it of me and he gives it to you. What has he done there? He just bought something that he doesn't, he doesn't own. Okay, that is an item that he doesn't own. So therefore you have to own. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, وَلَا تَبِعْ مَا لَا تَمْلِكْ Do not sell 
what you do not own. They said someone sold the Eiffel Tower. He didn't own the Eiffel Tower. Someone sold it, right? Or someone says, I'm going to sell you this masjid. He doesn't own the masjid. You're not to, you're not to sell what you don't own. A question that's going to come here is what? What's your question? That's selling on that. That's being representative. That's niyaba. That's allowed. Al wakil. Al wakil is allowed yeah, for a person to be. You're selling on someone's behalf. But another question that a lot of people they ask is job job shipping, yeah, which is that they say that uh, they go on the internet and they in job shipping. Yani they go on the internet and they buy something, or they, they they put something up on the internet, and then when someone buys it, they go and buy it from the factory or whatever, and they sell it. This is different. This we're going to come to. And this this is something called selling. We're going to come into that. Inshallah Taala. Which is that. A person, what we mean by what you don't own are specific items. Specific items. For example, I say this phone, this phone right here. Not an iPhone that is this color, that is this make, and this and that. If you don't own that, that's different. That's called a salam. Okay? Someone says, so for example, he says, he puts an he puts advert up. He says, I'm going to sell a camera, which is, or an iPad, or a book. What book is it? It's Fetch al-Bari, the print of Dar al-Risala, or Tab'at al-Risala, the Tahqiq of. Al-Firiyabi, uh, for example. That one, you can get it anyway. You can get it from the, the factory. You can get it from it. But he doesn't mean a specific one. He doesn't mean the one that's in the in this bookshelf right here. This one right here. Or he said this, this specific iPhone. doesn't mean that. What he means is what? Generally, I'm going to give you an, an iPhone. With this, this and this and this and that. It has all of these specifications. That's called Salam. That's different. We're going to go into that. As for what is prohibited, what is prohibited is what? To sell a specific item that you don't own. A specific item. Do you understand the difference between a specific item and a general item? For example, someone has a car outside. It's an Audi. This and that. This make. This and that. That specific one. It's not mine. I don't own it. I can't sell it. Like I say to someone, I'm going to get you an Audi. That is this and that is that. That is that. that. I don't own it, but I'm going to get it for you. Give me the money and I'll go get it for you. That's cool. That's something else. Do you understand? So we don't intend here. What we don't intend is what? Selling a, a brand or a category of item. What we intend is a specific. This specific iPhone. This one right here. Okay? Do you understand that? Is that clear? That's what you mean by al mamluk. Number two is the second condition is for the author. He says, وَيَصِحُ بَيْعُ كُلِّ طَاهِرٍ مُنْتَفَعٍ بِهِ مَمْلُوكٍ وَلَا يَصِحُ بَيْعَ So, نعم. The second one it is that it has to be طاهر, meaning pure, as opposed to impure items. For example, نجاسة. You're not allowed to sell نجاسة. Because najasa is not considered to be wealth. Najasa is not considered to be wealth. For example, a pig or a dog. You know, they sell dogs in the pet, uh, pet shops, right? You're not allowed to, not allowed to buy, buy dogs. Because they're impure. Impure items, you're not allowed to buy. According to the Shafi'iyah and the Hanafiya. Some, some, some now, they, they give a... They give a and the Hanafiya, for example, they say it's allowed. Generally. They say it's allowed, actually. Um, but some, they say, if it's a dog that is... Um, guide dog or guard dog that's used for need, then it's allowed. They say that. Some scholars, they say that. But, um, what, the, what, the, what the majority, what the Shafi'i, especially the Shafi'i and the Hanabila, what they say is that it's only allowed for you to own it, but you're not allowed to buy and sell it. Yani, if someone gives it to you, you know, as for buying and sell it, they're not allowed. Taib. That's the second condition for the item. Number three. The second, uh, con- number three, the third condition for the item is that it must be muntafahun biha. You have to be able to benefit from it. Therefore, that, that excludes what? Things that you're not allowed to benefit from. You can't benefit from. There's no benefit in it. For example, someone sells you a leaf. You know those leaves in the ground in autumn? I'll say it's leaf. Yeah, you're allowed to buy it. 
that is يعني uh, what the scholars they mention here they mention and what the example generally if you read the books of fiqh that they give is for example hasharat insects a fly flies and stuff like that. they're not so flies but today we're living in a time where you can even benefit from those things so if there is a benefit then it's allowed to be sold as for if there is no benefit that is considered to be a benefit in the sharia then it is not allowed to be sold if there is no benefit that is considered to be a benefit in the sharia it's not allowed to be sold for example a lion what, what benefit is there from a lion you can't benefit from a lion like that Some, a god I don't know if this ever happened like in, you're not, you can't benefit from a lion or a tiger things like that therefore that's what the scholars they mentioned in the past they mentioned tiger and lions you're not allowed to buy, buy and sell it because you can't benefit from it or hasharat they mentioned the insects but obviously today you can buy, they buy insects because they do scientific experiments and that, that kind of stuff so it doesn't, doesn't come under it like in the examples there can be many and you can ask about examples but the general principle is that if you cannot benefit from it يعني, if there is no benefit in the item no I can't benefit I might not benefit from this phone I don't have to use it for example but someone else can there is a benefit in the phone like what do we mean here we mean there is no benefit at all in the item like for example a, a leaf that no one's going to benefit from طيب. I was going to say would no, it's not. It won't be considered to be worth in the first place as well. Uh, but even those things like leaf, a leaf is not considered to be worth as well. So, and then he says, sometimes there's no, there's no benefit in. The next condition is that the item must be known. It must be known. You have to know what you're buying and selling. As opposed to someone who says, I sell to you whatever's in my pocket. Do you know what's in my pocket? You don't know what's in my pocket, right? So it could be worth £100 and it could be worth £500. It could be worth zero. Nothing, and just give me money, right? And the answer for that is the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam naha an bayil muzabah al munabada al munabada is a bayil that the Arabs they used to do. Some of them they used to do, and we find it in fun fairs today, which is that they get that they get you get a rock, and you throw the rock on something, and what, he says whatever it lands on, then I sell it to you for hundred pounds. So it might land on something that's worth. 500 pounds, and it might land on something that's worth nothing. But you have to give 100 pounds. So you don't know what you're buying and selling. That's the asl, the hadith is the asl. But generally, the principle is that if you don't know what you're buying and selling, then you're not allowed to buy and sell it. Okay? Why is that? Why is that? But I, I should have mentioned to you guys a principle in, in the sharia, which is important to understand. Which is, the sharia, it is built upon al-ulfa bayn al-ikhwa. To... to for the brothers of the Islamic Brotherhood to be strong, right? And anything that goes against the or tie or splits the Islam, the Muslims, in terms of their brotherhood, then the Sharia prohibits it. It says not allowed, right? Uh, for example, the Prophet sallallahu when he said, "Don't don't sell what you don't own." you don't you don't own the item, and you come to me, and you want to buy the item of me. Or you want, you want to buy the item off me to, to sell it to someone else. And you're really taking the money. And I said, no, I'm not selling it to you. What can you do then? You have to go return the money. He says, why, 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 why are you taking my money in the first place? You didn't own it. So it creates hardship, right? 
And we're even going to come to a bab called Babu Shufa, which it is basically when someone sells a land, the neighboring land, he has a choice to buy that land by force for the same price. It's called Shufa, we're going to come to it. That shows all these, all these, all these, all these evidences. It shows the principle in the Sharia that the Sharia, it wants to bring the Islamic Brotherhood together. And anything that destroys the, or causes munaza'ah, causes argumentation or arguments or confrontation between the Muslims, then the Sharia prohibits it. For example, you go in a taxi. You go in a taxi. Okay? And you go in a taxi and you say, I want to go to this place. You don't agree on a price. When you get there, what's going to happen? You're going to say 10 pounds. The taxi is going to say, no, I'll 15. And you're going to start arguing. So therefore, why does the Sharia therefore say, you have to know what you're buying and selling? Because there's no, there's no argument. Right now, if I told him for 15 pounds and he agreed, then he can't, he has no argument, right? But if someone says, I'm going to sell it to you, what's in my pocket? I take out what's in my pocket, it's this little thing. Huh? I says, what, what's that? It has a lot of cards in it. So it's a lot. So then, and you say for 10 pounds, I didn't know what's in my pocket. I didn't know what's in my pocket. And you, you bought it off me. I'm thinking, ah, oh, I just, I just got, I just got ripped off. Right? So it causes harm between the people. So the Sharia, the principle in the Sharia is that, we, we, the, the, in, especially in Babel Buyur, we're gonna see this in Buyur, that they're very strict in these conditions because all of these conditions they call, if they're not there, they cause confrontation or confliction between the people. Now. You know sometimes people sell stuff, um, but you don't know where it is, but it's, let's say you pay 50 pounds for it, let's say it's 50 pounds worth of something. 50 pounds worth of what? Don't yeah, and you don't know what it is. 50 pounds worth of what? Yeah, it's not allowed. You have to know what it is. Okay? No. You know the taxi is not what you just said. Yeah. Like when you go to another country, you get a taxi. Yeah. You don't know what rate they're going to charge you. Yeah. So honestly, you have to ask how much you're going to go. You have to ask. Beforehand. Beforehand. Before you get into the taxi. It's not allowed. Otherwise. As again, as you guys have seen, especially you guys go to the other countries, not here obviously, here they have the meters and whatever, Uber. They know what they're saying. Like in, in other countries, you just go inside a taxi and you say, and if you try it, you know, you know what they're gonna be like. That's now it's fifteen pounds. No, that was twenty. No, yeah, and it's not allowed. Right? So what did I say so far? What conditions have I said? Yeah, product being sold. What, what did I say? Must be owned. Pure. Able to benefit from. Has to be known. That's number four. Huh? Number five is. وَهُوَ الْقُدْرَةُ عَلَى التَّسْلِيمِ You're able to give it. You're able to submit the item. You're able to give the person the item. And if for example, a person says, listen, what happens today, right? You say to someone, I've got a phone. And someone stole it. If you get it back, if you get it back, you can have it. I sell it to you for 50 pounds. You go get it back. Whether you can get it back or not, do you know if you can get it back? We don't know. So you're not able to give it, right? And this, the example that they give the book, the books of fiqh is Al-Abdul Abiq is a, is a slave that ran away. And you have a slave, he runs away. And he says to someone, I'll say, I'll say to you that slave. Can you give it to him? He can't give him the slave. Or you give him the phone. Yani the phone's lost. Where is it? I don't know. But I'll sell it to you for this much money. Cheaper. Because it's lost, right? If he doesn't find it, what's going to happen? He's going to be angry, right? If he does find it, what's going to happen? You're going to be angry. Ah, oh, I shouldn't have sold it. Right? That shows that, again, the, 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 the maqsad of the sharia, the intention behind the sharia is for it to be, um, for, for the Islamic Brotherhood to be, to be strong. Naam.
Exactly. No, no, no. أما الصيغة أسألة نعيم نعم. Then question is on that. Mm. So I have a question. Mm. Uh, what about, for example, you know, like, like, you know, you see posters of, like, a missing dog, mm. and they offer a cash price, are you allowed, for example... That's different. Like, you're not buying and selling the dog, or whatever you're selling, like, not the dog, but whatever the item. You, this is this is something called ju'ala, we're going to come to it as well. Like, everything, Allah didn't leave anything on the sharia. Ma farrantna fil kitab min shay. Al-ju'ala, which is that if you do something, then I'm going to give you this. That's a job. You're getting employed, basically. It's not employed by the hour, but it's employed according to the... As opposed to renting. Renting and so there's ju'ala and there's ijara. Ijara is to rent something for a certain time. Ju'ala is to rent the benefit. So if you do if you build this wall for me, or if you find that, that item for me, then I'm gonna give you that money. It's called ju'ala. Right? So is, is that, that's a lot. It's a different whole different uh, aqal. Now. Is it permissible to buy um, everyday items like cool things? Or the everyday items but some of them come within a special price, like I'm sure you guys have seen you know, yeah. some of that. It's on sale. Like no, they'll say They'll sell you the cornflakes, but then they'll write on the package, oh, it might have a special ticket to you, you know, this place, or it's like a chance, so as a person, it's permissible to buy that because you don't know what you're buying. I mean, you do. <clears throat> the asal is that you're not buying, the, you're not buying the, um, that, that thing. You're buying the cornflakes. And that comes as a? As a chance. Um, does it enter into gambling? Allahu A'lam. We have to look into that. And, and also, am I allowed to sell my kidney as well? Selling your body parts is something that the, uh, the scholars of the European Council of Fiqh they've spoken about, or the Council of Fiqh, Majma' al-Fiqh, they've spoken about, and they put conditions on that. Uh, oh, selling? No, 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 not selling. Sorry, donating. Different. Selling? No, you're not allowed. No, you're not allowed. Um, I'm still talking to that brother, saying, like, Good. We're gonna come into that now. So so we said now, So is three things. Is there any chairs? Is there any chairs on? Is there any chairs on? No, no, no. This is now. Next, next. We're going to the next thing, inshallah. There's three things that you can buy. So either you can buy something. This is the beginning of the book. If you guys look in the books, you are selling something that is seen, that you can see. And that is allowed, permissible. For you to sell or buy something that you can see right in front of you. Like the brother said, he's in the house, huh? Something different. It's either you can see it or it has been seen. You get up the front. See it or it has been seen. So if your brother's seen it, then you can sell it. And he knows what it is. And in, the, in that, that time that he's seen it, it doesn't change. Yeah, and it hasn't been five years since he's seen it. It's different. But he's seen it recently, like two hours ago, or one hour ago, yesterday. It doesn't change in that time. فجائز, that's allowed. So therefore, from the conditions of, the, of buying and selling, is that the product must be seen. It must be known. That comes under it now. I was I'm gonna come to that. Come to that, inshallah. Now. Uh, this is just um, basically going through the matter what he says. Oh, okay. And we just, we'll come out after that. The Sikha. Oh, we go to the Sikha. Let's go straight to the. Uh, we're just tired. Khalas. Is 
The second type of, uh, of buying and selling is buying and selling something that has been described in your on your neck, as they say, tidhimma. the dhimma is on, on your neck. You're going to be hold, you're going to be held to it. So you're selling something. I don't have it right now, but I'm going to give it to you later. That's in your dhimma. So he said, "Bay'u shay'in mawsufin fi dhimma, fajaiz." That's also allowed. What does that mean? It means you're buying and selling something that you describe to the person. I say to you, I'm going to sell you this book. The book is called such and such, such and such book. The print of this so and so. That you know, okay, he knows what book you're talking about. He knows exactly what book you're talking about. Or you say, I'm going to sell you this car. Is this make, this year, this brand, this color, all of the, the petrol, diesel, manual, automatic, all of that stuff. You tell him. He understands. He hasn't seen it yet. But he knows the description of that thing. And this is called Bay'u Salam or Salaf. Bay'u Salam or Salaf. You look into the book. So the second one, right? Bay'u Shay'i Mosul Vidhimma Yani, Salaf or Salaf. We're going to go into that. It's a whole chapter that we're going to come into, inshallah. And then the third type of bay is to sell something that is absent. It hasn't been seen before. For example, I say to you, I'm selling you my iPhone. Or I'm selling you my, my chair in my house. Do you guys know, does anyone know how the chair looks like in my house? I don't know how it looks like. I have a specific chair. You don't know how it looks like. I say to you, it's a, it's a chair. I'm going I'm to sell it to you. Why are you not allowed? Because you don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's jahala. Fee jahala, right? There's, there's ignorance. You don't have it. And what does that cause? You come to the, you give him the money, you go to collect the chair and you see that it's a, it's a bad chair. It's not really a nice chair. What's gonna happen? It's gonna be? You're gonna say, give my money back, I don't wanna sell the chair, give me this, that. You know what yeah, it is? Especially when it comes to land, for example. When it comes to land. Someone buying and selling land. That's what, it, all of this, it comes into, into that, that jahal. That jahala. طيب مبيع شيء موصوف بذمة نعم متكن ذا منتفع مملوك ولا يصح بيع نجس نجسة ولا ما لا منفعة فيه نعم طيب the صيغة when it comes to the صيغة um, this is very simple إن شاء الله تعالى which is you guys understand what صيغة is the offering and the accepting the offering and the accepting of the item the شافعية they say that an item when I say to you, I have um, a book. Okay, let's say this is a book. Okay, I have a book and I want to sell it to you. The way I have to sell it is by saying, uh, "Do you want to buy this book for me? Of me? Bi'atuka hadha al-kitab." Say to you, I've, I've sold to you this book. You have to say, "Qabiltu." Have to say it. Qabiltu. I've accepted. Well, not in Arabic, of course. In English, Qabiltu. I've accepted. And you take it. This is called al-ijab, the offering. Wal-qabool. Now, do you understand what ijab al-qabool is? The offering and the exception. There's many different forms of it. Many different forms. But just, that was just the basic principle of how, what the understanding of what I'm talking about. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about, yeah? So there's many different forms now. The shafi'iyya, the ulama shafi'iyya, they say that this has to be by, by word. Yeah, I have to say it. And by the way, the shafi'iyya, they're very strict on this. They're too, too strict on this, to be honest. Too strict. They say you have to say it. And if you go to buy Snickers and to the shop, say, I'll buy it off you. Shopkeeper says, okay, I've sold it to you. And you have to give him the money and then you go. Now, if there's no speech, there's not allowed. Okay? And it's going to be very awkward, basically. <laughs> Every time you go and buy and sell something, you have to say that. That's what the Shafi'iyah they say. Al-Imam al-Nawawi, from the Shafi'iyah, Al-Imam al-Nawawi, he says, 
that bay'ul mu'atah is allowed. Meaning, buying and selling without any words is allowed. Which is to give the item and to give the sila'a, uh, the, the thaman, the price, and uh, to take your item. It's allowed without speaking. And that's the opinion of the majority of the scholars. And in fact, it's the qadim opinion of Imam Shafi. Write it down. It's the qadim opinion, huh? The old opinion. You guys know al qadim what he means? Al qadim al jadid min al madhab. So, they say that is allowed. Tayyib. Um, that is the sira. So what have we gone through so far? The buyers, the items being sold and bought, yani the exchange, the things being exchanged, whether it's money or whether it is an item. Okay? And we also spoke about the sira, the method of buying and selling. That is the basics of al-bay'ah. These are things that every single person needs to understand in before getting into this kitab al-buyur, before getting into this chapter of fiqh of buying and selling. You need to understand what we mean by sirah. You need to understand what we mean by uh, the, the two buyers and sellers, the conditions of the buyers and sellers, because all of this is going to be an introduction. These, 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 this fine information, this small, this small bit of information, is going to be very important in every single chapter that we're going to take from now on. Even nikah. In nikah, you have buying, you have buying and selling, basically. It is a type of bayah. Nikah, is a, what you, what you, you're basically giving a mahar, the money, Okay, and that is the, the 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 money that's given as a mahab, and it's not obviously it's not complete. You're not buying a person, but you're giving a mahab, and in exchange you have certain things that are becoming halal haram for you. It has to be ijab and qabul. So when it says ankhatuka, what do you say? Qabiltu, right? I've accepted, right? That's ijab or qabul. In 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 uh, ijara, when you're going to rent, ijab or qabul. All of these things, what is being sold has to be known. Even in, for example, in nikah, what is being, who's being married has to know. That's why they name the person. Say, I married this person, this person, I named it this and that and that. You have to say it, right? Tayyip. So, all of these introductory points that I've given, they are all, uh, important for you to understand, uh, before we go into it. Next chapter is a riba. But because today is the first lesson, um, some people, they probably are planning to say, okay, I can't come to this lesson anymore. It's a bit too hard. Uh, we're gonna stop there, so we don't wanna keep too many people here, cause I know some people are not gonna come back next week. But, for those brothers who have been, and uh, inshallah you guys can come back, I, I, it would be lovely for you guys to come back next week to, to, cause you understand, and you'll benefit something at least, but obviously because you wasn't attending the rest of the classes, um, then, yeah, I understand why a lot of people won't come, but Sunday, we do, Kitab al But if a person does wanna come, then wallah, it is beneficial, you're gonna learn how to buy and sell, you're gonna ask questions and things like that, so inshallah ta'ala, you will benefit. But we'll stop there, bi ta'ala, um, at, uh, riba. Next, next lesson, we're gonna take riba. Um, but let's take one principle before that. So you can understand riba next week. It'll, be, it'll help you understand riba next week. And inshallah, it'll help you understand a lot of things, uh, next lesson. And if there's questions from the other side, then, uh, someone can, can get it, inshallah, from the other side. Where can you find the other videos for that? Um, the other videos, there's a group, uh, some of the brothers, they got it all together, in different places. Um, but you attended, remember, Dar es Salaam? No, I didn't attend. You didn't attend? Oh, it was Daniel, you guys are like similar, I don't know. Huh. So, do you know the videos that you're doing now on uh, Safina to Najah? Yeah. Do you just do those? Yeah, Safina to Najah, you'll benefit, yeah. If you go through Safina to Najah, obviously you can't just do those, but no, to be honest, these... 
this this thing is the thing is what we're, what we're speaking about today is not really too much connected to what we spoke about before. It's just to get you into the mood of understanding fiqh, because fiqh is a sana'a. It's a, it's a it's like a, it's like it's a, it's a, it's a profession. Honestly, it's, a, it's like maths. It's like math and science. You have to understand it. You have to go into it. So a person needs to actually build themselves. That's why they put the easy part of fiqh at the beginning. Now we're going into the hard part of fiqh. Because the person who's going into the... He started with the easy part. His mind is, is, is prepared to accept it. As for the one who's... Yeah, and he comes straight into the hard part of fiqh. Then it's like the guy who goes to the gym. 100 kg first day. What's it, you, see, you understand? It's, it's, it's a bit hard. Yeah, he might be able to, he might have been strong before Allah Alam. Like, so you are able to understand, inshallah. God said, you will be able to understand. You have to do a bit more work. You understand? But those people who started before, they went to the gym, 20 kg, 30, now they're on 100 now. Okay? And they say that the scholars, the students of knowledge, they are tested with mu'amalat. A person who's just done ibadat, then he's a beginner. He's a beginner. And everyone, when you go into mu'amalat, this is when the real, real kind of like knowledge starts. Tayyip, principle before we go. Principle before we go, write down. The, what we're gonna go into the next chapter is, al-riba, al-riba. Al-riba, this chapter is going to start to talk about why buying and selling becomes invalid. Why a transaction becomes invalid. Now, Why a transaction becomes invalid. Why a transaction becomes invalid. That's what we're gonna speak about. So, I'm gonna give it to you in, in one sentence, inshallah, then we're gonna go into the details next lesson. The reasons why a transaction is invalid are three reasons only. One of three reasons only. Number one is a riba. There's riba in that transaction. Yani, for example, we're going to come to it. Uh, giving gold for for gold. Yani, I'm giving you gold. And you give me another uh, some gold. But I'll give you 10 kg of gold. And you give me 20 kg of gold. That's the riba. So... Uh, Riba basically That's the first The first reason Why a transaction Will be invalid For example Bilal radiallahu anhu Came to the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And he said Ya Rasulullah I sold 10 uh, Sa' of, of these dates For 2 sa' of, of these Better dates These date, They're both dates But these dates is, is good quality And this is bad quality So I sold 1 sa' For 2 sa' So the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam What did he say? Awwah Awwah Aynu riba That's riba so, oh, what? Like, that's, No don't do that That's riba Aynu riba That's exactly what riba is Right? Because riba, it makes the transaction invalid. Number two is al-gharar. Al-gharar. What is al-gharar? Al-gharar is a, um, a, a type of cheating. Any type of cheating. Any type of cheating. Huh? Al-gharar. Or oh, amb- ambiguity. Cheating. Ambiguity. What comes under it? It's called gharar. What comes under gharar? For example, you don't know what, you were, what you're selling, what you're buying and selling. You don't know the exact item. You knew the item, but you were cheated. For example, someone, we're going to learn about as many different, many, by the way, under riba, there's many, there's a whole lesson for riba. So that's why I'm giving you the, the topic, so you guys can write it down. Maybe do your own research, so when you come to the lesson, you can come prepared. So riba is a whole topic, we're going to talk about it. Then al-gharar is a whole topic. For example, we have the example of talaqi al-ruqban. You go, and you go outside the city. For example, you know, a, a group of people are coming into the city to buy and sell stuff. What do you do? You go out the city and you tell those people, give me all your items for one million, I'll sell it. I'll sell it for you. I'll sell it. So one million. He doesn't know. If he comes into the city, he can sell it for ten million. What did you happen there? He was cheated. Right? Al-gharar. For example, um, another example would be a person, he was sold something and it, has a, had a, it was broken. A car and it was broken. He wasn't told about the fact that it was broken. That's why it's important to buy, to tell people what you're buying, selling exactly. 
So he goes and he sells, he buys a car. Next day he goes, the clutch is gone. Why? Because he didn't know it was broken. He didn't tell him that the clutch was broken. He didn't know that there was a pipe that was missing. Or the water was leaking. Huh? He didn't know what happened. He didn't know. So what happened? He had gharab. I did know, by the way. He, he had gharab. Okay? So therefore he's allowed to return it. So the, therefore the, the transaction becomes invalid in that situation. Um, that's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, الْبَيْعَانِ بِالْخِيَارِ مَا لَمْ يَتَفَرَّقَ فَإِنْ صَدَّقَ وَبَيَّنَا بُورِكَ لَهُمَا فِي بَيْعِهِمَا وَإِنْ كَذَبَ وَكَتَمَا مُحِقَتْ بَرَكَةُ بَيْعِهِمَا The person, the, the two buyers and sellers, they, they are a choice. As long as they haven't gone apart. Yani if I sold to you an item, as long as you haven't left the room, I can say, I want it back. I can return it basically. I want it back. But they said, if they're truthful in the item, they tell everything, this item is broken here, it has a little scratch here, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in their bayah. وَإِنْ كَذَبَ if they lie وَكَتَمَا and they hide it. This is nice, fine, completely fine, it's working. You go home, the next day it's broken. There's no barakah in that bayah. And the third one is, the third reason for an item, a transaction to be invalid is, الْجَهَالَةِ Ignorance. You don't know. To not know. And غَرَرْ and ignorance, they, 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 can, they can intertwine, they can overlap in certain situations. But generally, الْجَهَالَةِ It means you don't know. For example, the munabada. I go and I throw a rock. I say whatever the rock, whatever the, the rock falls on, then you can have it for a hundred pounds. This is jahala. You don't know what you're gonna get. Or I say to you, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna sell to you whatever, whatever's inside that room. Do you know what's inside that room? You don't know what's inside that room. It could be worth a hundred. Could be worth two hundred. You know, there's that, that, that show that they, they buy the garage. They go to the garage. Storage in that. You go to the, I said it's much. What's in there? You don't know what's in there. It's not a lot. Jahala. There's jahala in it. For example, you have. I said, I said, what's in my pocket? I sell it to you for a hundred pounds. Do you know what's in my pocket? You don't know what's in my pocket. Therefore, it is not allowed. That is the end of that. Inshallah, next lesson we're going to start riba. Wallahu a'alam wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.